Well, today we're continuing our series entitled Frequency, where Jesus himself invites us into relationship to be frequent relationship people with him, to be able to step in and say, God, I want to hear from you. I want to reassure you that God wants to speak to you. In fact, I want to suggest to you that he's been speaking all along. But sometimes there's moments when we don't seem to hear him clearly because we're too far away. Recently, I was in the garage working on a project, listening to music, and I got a phone call from my wife. She was out running errands. She was telling me, I went here, I took care of this, I paid this bill. And then she said, I'm headed, and then it went silent. What do you need, is how she ended the sentence. I said to her, I didn't hear what you said. So she began to say it again a little more forcefully, and I still didn't hear her. And suddenly, I realized that I didn't have my phone on me. All I had was Bluetooth earbuds, and I could only hear a little bit of what she said. So when I realized that, I ran back inside. I got closer to my phone, and then I suddenly heard her say, John, John, I'm trying to talk to you. John, John. I said, babe, I didn't hear you. She said, well, I'm headed to H-E-B. What do you need? Uh, She was a little annoyed with me, but uh, thankfully she's gotten over that. Uh, But uh, what I realized in that moment is that The fact that I couldn't hear her wasn't her problem, it was mine. You see, I was too far away from my phone. I didn't have enough connection. There wasn't enough strength in my Bluetooth to be able to hear her. She was speaking, but I couldn't hear her. And I got to think about the fact that some of us are like that in our spiritual life. God is speaking to us, but we hear him hit or miss. We hear a little here, a little there, but it seems like we can't seem to hear him all at once. I wanna suggest to you that God wants to speak to you. He wants to have an unbroken, continuous conversation with you. He wants to tell you what he's gonna do right now and what he will do in the future. You see, our spiritual Bluetooth is the Holy Spirit. He is the one that connects us to God, but we must be willing to draw close to God because when we draw close to God, he draws close to us. The Holy Spirit is the one who helps us understand the timeless word of God, but also a timely word. That moment, parents, when your little toddler is not making a whole bunch of noise, but you know they are up to something, that's the Holy Spirit. Often a mother's intuition is the whisper of the Holy Spirit. Today, I want to challenge you. Title of my message is this. Live in the Holy Spirit's frequency. Live in the Holy Spirit's frequency. Get close enough to God to hear him speak. Live in his frequency. Live in a frequent life with him because he wants to speak with you. As we talk about the Holy Spirit, I just want to pause and share with you what we believe as a church. We believe that there is one God And he's revealed in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In fact, Jesus, when he says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Jesus affirms the fact that God, there's one God revealed in three persons. And we believe also as a church that that God revealed in three persons, the Father, Son, who is Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, they are all divine, that means they're all God. They're all co-equal, they all have the same power and authority, and they're all co-eternal, which means they've existed for all time. I wanna set that as a foundation because often what happens is we're really comfortable with understanding God the Father and the Son, Jesus Christ, but sometimes we have a hesitation leaning into the person of the Holy Spirit. 
I wanna tell you that the Holy Spirit isn't strange, it's just that he's misunderstood. And today I wanna unpack a little bit more about who the Holy Spirit is so that you approach the Holy Spirit with curiosity, not skepticism. I also wanna challenge you just for a moment because sometimes when we're on social media, we are not skeptical about what we hear about spirituality, but when it comes to the Holy Spirit and God's word, we get a little skeptical. I wanna suggest to you to reverse that paradigm. Be curious about the Holy Spirit, but be skeptical about what other people tell you about God on social media. Find who God is in his word. With that in mind, I wanna invite you to join me in, in 1 Corinthians chapter two. We've been in this passage. This is the Apostle Paul. He's a first century follower of Jesus. He's speaking to the believers in Corinth, telling them to listen to the Holy Spirit. Not to the world, not to the pagan gods, not to worship, worship the gods of their past, but to worship the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Let's look at what Paul is telling them about how the Holy Spirit speaks. 1 Corinthians chapter two, verses 13 and 14, this is what it says. This is what we speak, not in words taught to us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit. Say Spirit. Spirit. Explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. He goes on to say in verse 14, the person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. What Paul is telling us is this, is that there are people who think that God and praying to God and reading God's word is foolishness. And the reason they think it's foolishness is because they don't have the Spirit of God working in their life. Today we need the, the power of God to work in our life. We need the Holy Spirit. We need to live in the frequency of God. And Paul is also telling us that the words that we should speak shouldn't be our own. Let me explain. Husbands, when you talk to your wife, don't talk out of your own humanity. Let the Holy Spirit anoint your words. Because in that moment of intense fellowship that comes, she needs to hear God's word and words through you. The same for wives, the husbands. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to anoint our words. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to anoint our words when we're talking to that difficult boss or coworker where we can't seem to make a breakthrough. We need the Holy Spirit to speak through us. And the Holy Spirit gives us spirit-taught words, but also he teaches us spirit-led realities. He explains to us how God will work. He will teach us spiritual realities. The Holy Spirit wants to reveal to you today what God will do tomorrow. Spirit-taught realities. He wants to show you so that when it happens, you can give praise to God and say, God, you were the one who did it. Thank you for speaking that to me so that I could see it and give you praise today for it. In fact, some of the things that you see God working in your life is things that he told you he would do before. Trust in him, be faithful to him. One way that we can understand how the Holy Spirit speaks to us is this concept called resonant frequency. The idea of resonant frequency is simple. It simply means this, that everything in the universe has a natural frequency at which it prefers to vibrate. You'll understand this to be true. When you hear a guitar being played and someone plucks a string or someone taps a key on a, on a, on a piano, when the, when the string vibrates, it vibrates at its resonant frequency. Also, when you bring two, together, two objects together that have the same resonant frequency and you apply energy to them, what happens is that they will both resonate at their resonant frequency and the sound will get louder because they resonate together, they're in harmony together. But sometimes, sometimes things don't resonate. Have you ever been to a middle school band concert 
and they're warming up and the band director's telling them to adjust their instruments and they're all trying their very best but the notes are just a little bit off. That's called interference. But if you've ever heard a professional orchestra play together and they're warming up and they play that last note before they jump into their their symphony, what you'll notice is that they'll all in one voice, in one sound, they will resonate together and because they're all moving in the same direction, playing the same note, the power in the room is felt. In the same way, you and I, we are created with a resonant frequency. And the resonant frequency that God created with us with is tuned to God himself. Here's what I mean. Whenever life gets off balance, it's because we're out of frequency with God. But when we get back in step with God and we allow ourselves to walk in step with the spirit, what happens is the pace and the rhythm of life begins to make sense. Life begins to move forward. What happens is that when the power of God comes upon us and he puts power in our life, we begin to resonate. We begin to make impact. We, we begin to have the right conversations at the right time with the right person. Everything begins to click, click, click because we're in frequency with the Holy Spirit. Today, we need to allow the Holy Spirit to resonate in us. In fact, Acts 17 says this, in him we live and move and have our being. We were created to resonate with God. Let me put it to you this way. You were created to vibe with God. You were created to vibrate and move with him. The world wants to knock you off. The enemy wants to knock you off your rhythm, but God wants to get you on rhythm. Let him resonate in you. That's the title. That's the one thought I want to share with you today. Let the Holy Spirit resonate in you. Let the Holy Spirit resonate. Say resonate. Let him resonate in you. Because when he resonates in your life, he'll change your future. In fact, the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit has a resonant frequency. Tells us in Genesis 1, verse 2, that at the moment of creation, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit were moving. It says this in verse two. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the Spirit of God was what? Hovering over the waters. This word for hovering has two general meanings. The first one talks about placement and the second second one is about movement. You see, when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, He not only wants to be near us, he wants to hover over us. He wants to hover within us. He wants a place in our life. He wants to be our spiritual Bluetooth so we can connect to God. But it also relates to movement because the word for hover in the original language also means flutter, move, tremble, and shake. When the Holy Spirit comes in our life, he begins to shake things off that we haven't been able to shake off of us and he begins to move us into the purpose and into the will of God. I wanna encourage you today to let the Holy Spirit vibrate and resonate in your life so that you can move forward. In fact, I'm telling you this ahead of time. Just like I said, the Holy Spirit's misunderstood that sometimes when the Holy Spirit hovers over us, we begin to feel physical movement in our body. I'm telling you ahead of time so that when it happens today, you don't push it away. You come at it with curiosity and you say, God, I want you to move in my life. I'm telling you ahead of time. So let the Holy Spirit resonate in you. Here are three reasons to let the Holy Spirit resonate in you. First, he gives you prophetic words. He gives you prophetic words. He teaches us words to say. That family member you can't seem to reach, that person who has a really hard heart, when you allow the Holy Spirit to give you words, 
he'll give you the words to get into their heart. Because they're not words from you, they're the words from God. He wants to give you prophetic words about what's to come. He wants to tell you what he wants to do in the lives of your kids and in your students. Parents, he wants to give you the words to talk to your kids about the bullying that they're having in their life that they won't talk to you about. God wants to tell you now so that you can encourage them today, tomorrow, next week, next year. Here's the second reason to let the Holy Spirit resonate in you. The Holy Spirit gives you power for life. Jesus said, I'm gonna send the Holy Spirit. It's good that I go, I'm gonna send the Holy Spirit. He's a gift to you. And when he comes, he's gonna give you power. This is what, he, this is what Jesus said in Acts 1.8. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Say power. power. God wants to give you power for life. The power to move forward, the power to break through, the power to move beyond your past to give you courage when you're afraid, to give you strength when you're weak, to give you motivation when you can't seem to get up and get moving. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. He wants to come upon you. And that same power that was present at creation that created billions upon billions of stars is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. And the best part is this, is that same power that comes from the Holy Spirit is the power that desires to work within you to move you forward into God's future. So today, approach the Holy Spirit with curiosity. Be willing to welcome him into your life because when he comes in, he's gonna give you the power you need to break the chains of the enemy. You see, Jesus, he's the one who created you, but the Holy Spirit breathed life into you the first time. And he wants to breathe spiritual life into you because spiritual beings, they either breathe life or death. And the spirits of the enemy, they speak and they prophesy depression, anxiety, fear, suicide, addiction. They wanna keep you destruction. They wanna promote destruction in your life. They wanna prevent you from moving forward. But Jesus came to give us life and life abundant and the Holy Spirit echoes that. And he wants to create constructive interference where you're your life will resonate and move forward. The Holy Spirit has the power to change a broken life, a broken marriage, and a broken future. He wants to move you forward. He wants to move you not only spiritually, but also physically. Some of you are, are experiencing illness in your body. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, I believe that some of you, God's gonna heal you. Why? Because when you allow the power of God and the presence of God to come in, in a moment, he can change everything. He can change everything. And thirdly, when the Holy Spirit resonates in you, he gives you a heaven prayer language. It tells us in Acts 2 verse 4, it says this, on the day of Pentecost, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other what? Tongues as the Spirit enabled them. This is consistent with today's verse. It says this in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 13. This is what we speak, not in words taught to us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, in a tongue that's taught by the Holy Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. You see, God wants to give you a heaven prayer language. It doesn't sound like English or Spanish. It sounds like heaven. Jesus promised that he would give it to us. And it's available to every believer who believes in Jesus Christ. Here's three reasons to desire heavenly prayer language. Number one, there's moments in life when life overwhelms us and we need the spirit of God to come in. And here's the thing, when you pray in the spirit, sometimes you just pray and you don't know what you're saying, but God knows. There's moments when life hits you so hard that all you have is a prayer language of tears and sorrow. But when you pray in the spirit, 
This is what Romans 8, 26 and 27 says. It says that the Spirit helps us in our weakness and that he intercedes for us with wordless groans. We begin to pray in the Spirit about what's in our heart. And what happens is we unburden our heart to God. We say, God, I can't, I can't move forward in this area of my life, but I know you can. And the Bible tells us in verse 27 that the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Here's the second reason to desire prayer language is because the Holy Spirit prays prayers that are in accordance with the will of God. You may not know what to pray for, but when you pray in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit knows what you need to pray for, and he knows how to pray to God in heaven and to pray a prayer that God will answer. We need God to answer our prayers, even the prayers we don't know how to pray. And this is what the Holy Spirit does. He comes in and he begins to intercede for us and say, God, this is the issue in their marriage. This is the issue with their child. This is the issue with their business. They may not fully realize it, God, but he's speaking to God the Father and they begin to intercede and work together. And number three, it allows us to pray spiritually encrypted prayers. This is consistent with God's word. Verse 14 of today's passage says this, a person without the spirit, this also includes demons, they cannot accept the things that come from the spirit of God and they cannot understand them because they're only discerned by the spirit. When you pray in English or Spanish or Portuguese, the enemy understands because he understands natural language, but he doesn't understand the language of heaven because he rejected it. We need to be able to pray in the spirit to unburden our heart to God and the enemy can't hear it. And so today as I close, we're gonna step into a moment, just a moment, where we're gonna seek the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. He's gonna come and descend upon us. But as I close, I wanna invite you to stand because we cannot access the power of the Holy Spirit unless we acknowledge Jesus as Lord and Savior. And I wanna give you that opportunity today. Here at Westover, we, we believe that saying yes to Jesus is as clear as A, B, C. A, acknowledging that we need Jesus because we all do. B, believing in our heart that he died on the cross to pay for our sin and that he wants to extend eternal life to us if we're willing to accept him and see that we'd confess from our heart with our mouth out loud that we want him to be the Lord of our life. And I wanna give you that opportunity. So I'm gonna invite everyone to bow their head and close their eyes. I've sensed in my heart, some of you don't know the Lord. And I wanna give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus before we step into this altar moment. Here it is, on the count of three, I'm gonna invite you to raise your hand. One, two, three. Yes, yes, raise him up, raise him up. No one's looking, but God sees you. For those of you who are raising your hand, I want you to say a prayer from your heart. I want you to say it out loud. In fact, all of us are gonna say this prayer together. Say this with me. Say, Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying on the cross to pay for my sin. Thank you for forgiving me. Today, Jesus, I confess you as Lord of my life. Be in charge of everything today and forever. And now, Holy Spirit, I invite you in. Hover and move in my life. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. If you just said that prayer, congratulations and welcome to the family of God. We invite you to sign up for water baptism, which is a celebration of what God can do. We want to get you on a journey to follow Jesus through our Follow Jesus class. But right now, we're going to step into a moment where we're going to just invite the power of God to come down and to move in our life, to transform our future.
And so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna set the atmosphere. We're gonna resonate together with heaven. Be of one voice and one heart. So I'm gonna invite everyone to raise their hands. Why do we raise our hands? Because it's a, a way we, we declare to God our dependence on him. And I'm gonna invite you just to begin to pray and just say, Jesus, you're good. Jesus, you're faithful. Talk to him about how good and faithful he is. Yes, Jesus, you're good. You're holy, holy, holy. You're the high and lifted up one. You're the king of kings and the Lord of lords. There's no one above you. There's no one who can conquer you. You're the victorious one. You're the one who conquered death, hell, and the grave. You're the one who rescued us from death to life. You're the one who set people free. And today, you're the same one who can do that. And so, Lord Jesus, send your Holy Spirit as you promised to your people. And so right now, I'm gonna invite those of you who know how to pray in a heavenly language to begin to pray. And if someone is standing next to you, they're just praying in the spirit. It doesn't have to sound like me, but it's gonna sound like this. It's a language God gives us. And the Holy Spirit wants to move. He wants to hover. He wants to hover. He wants to hover. So just continue to seek God in your heart in your heart. And here's what I'm going to invite you to do. If you want to experience the power of God, come to you right now. This is your moment. Don't delay. I want you to come right up to the front. Take a step of faith. Say, God, I may not understand how your Holy Spirit works, but I trust you because you're good and faithful. I'm going to invite you to come. Don't delay. Don't delay. Don't delay. He wants to meet with you right where you're at. Here's what we're going to do. In just a moment, we're gonna pray with you. In fact, I'm gonna invite you guys to come all the way up to the front because I'm gonna be praying from the platform with you. And also, we're gonna have prayer team members who are gonna pray behind you. They're gonna walk through uh, as you're standing there just to pray with you and encourage you. But right now, we're gonna pray. And for those of you who are in our audience, who are part of our congregation, I wanna invite you to just extend your hands and begin to pray the power of God over the people who have come up to the front. Holy Spirit, we worship you. We lift you up. Jesus, you are Lord and King, and right now we worship you. We welcome you in. Holy Spirit, have your way. Lord, have your way. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Let's worship the King together.